Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about a Second Students ministry, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Search Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. Um, so today we're going to be in James, James 1. Um, verses 19 through 25. So if you have your Bibles on you, turn there. If you have your phones, pull out your Bible app um, and you can read along with us. If you don't have either of those, we'll have the verses on the screen. So it says, this, this first verse I really want to highlight. We're not going to be talking about this today, but I want you guys to really pay attention to this because this is something that is so opposite our culture today. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And that's the opposite of our culture. Like today, you don't want to listen. You want to speak. You want to be heard. You want people to know what you believe, what you don't believe. And you are so quick, not you specifically, but in our culture, it's so easy to get angry quickly and to be angry at other people. Um, I just wanted to highlight that and keep that in your head, maybe put it on your mirror. I have it on my desk at work because I just need to have that reminder of listening and being slow to get angry and slow to speak. Uh, We go into verses 20 through 25. It says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And then it says, do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but goes away and immediately forgets, or sorry, um, anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So we see two things in this section. We see that we should not only be hearers of the word, but also be doers. So it means that we have to hear, we have to listen, and we also have to do. So I'm gonna focus this first section on hearing the word and what that looks like, how to be hearers of the word. And at first it's like, okay, but like the word is a Bible. We read the Bible, right? We're not like listening to it. It's not normally an audio book that we put on and just sit and listen to. But um, when James is writing this letter, when James is talking to the people, he's saying, he's talking to them in context. So a lot of these people did not have Bibles like we do. They didn't have their Bible app on their phone that they could pull out and look at and read the Bible. But they had to go to the synagogue. They had to go to the church. They had to go to somebody's house because the leaders at the time had scripture and they were able to read because a lot of these people couldn't even read. And so they would sit under the teaching of these people and they would read to them and so they had to listen to the scripture. And so my first point is what stops us from hearing? What stops us from hearing God's word? What stops us from listening and hearing what God has to say to us? First of all, is not opening your Bible. That thing that 
these people didn't have that they wanted so bad to have the Bible in their house. They had to walk over to a building. They had to walk over to a person to have them read it to them. But you have a Bible, and a lot of times it's so easy to just let it sit on the shelf and let it gather dust or let it sit, <laughs> an app sit on our home screen and never open it. But a lot of times it's because we're busy, we're embarrassed, we're just not in the mood to read the Bible or tired or there's something better to do with my time. A lot of times that's kind of how I think about it. Not a lot of times, but sometimes that's the sinful nature. My sinful nature wants to believe that there's something better to do, you know? And so in high school, my mom, I, I went up to my mom and I was like, Mom, I really want to learn guitar. Like, I think that would be cool. Like, I know a lot of people were doing ukulele and stuff, and I was like, no, I want to, like, actually, like, learn the guitar. And so she was like, okay, then do it. And I said, Mom, I don't have time for that, like, I really don't have time for the guitar, like between school, between doing sports, between coming home and just being so tired and having to eat dinner and do life. And she said, but actually you do have time. And I said, I said, what? Like, mom, no, you've seen how busy my life is. Like, I do not have time to learn guitar. And, and, then, and then she was like, okay, this is gonna age me a little bit, don't judge me. But she said, what about all that time you spend on Facebook? And you can replace that for yourself. What about all that time you spend on Instagram? What about all that time you spend on TikTok? Just sitting there for two hours, scrolling through your feed, scrolling through TikToks and all these different things. And she said, what if? You don't have to stop doing those things. Like, those things are fine, they're fun. It's okay to sit back and relax and enjoy life a little bit. But what if just one hour, maybe even 30 minutes from your day, what if you used those 30 minutes to learn the guitar. And I was like, mom, like I don't have time. And she said, yeah, you do, try it. And so I tried it. I sat there 30 minutes every day and learned guitar and I, I learned basic stuff. I'm not good, like I'm not very good at the guitar. But I used those 30 minutes to an hour every day out of the time that I'd been spending to learn guitar. And so a lot of times that's a way we can look at the Bible is you think you're so busy, you think you have school, you think you have all these things, but if you really look at your time, if you really step back and see, what am I using my time for? Am I sitting here on my phone? Am I doing like nothing with my time? And spending it learning about the gospel, listening to the Bible. Um, and another thing that stops us from hearing is listening. I know that sounds counterintuitive, like why is listening stopping me from hearing? But listening and hearing are two different things. The dictionary defines listening as a process, function, or power of receiving sound. And it defines hearing as to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention and to give consideration. And so a lot of times we're just sitting in these chairs and we're just hearing. It goes in one ear, out the other. I, I know, like I've been in your seat some days, especially days where daylight savings is a thing. You sit there and you hear it and it's all good and it's all nice and it's a nice voice to kind of drift off to and not remember the next day, but we forget that we have to hear instead of listen. We have to process it. We have to apply it to our own lives, apply it to our thoughts. And I wanna encourage you guys that when you're listening, not only to listen and hear the sounds, but to process it and to actually hear. And so how, how can we hear? Like why, why are we talking about hearing and doing like, what is it that we are hearing? How do we hear God? How do we hear what he wants from us and what he needs from us? First is the Bible. 
It's a Sunday school answer. It's pretty easy to come up. First, you hear God through the Bible, paying attention to what God has to say, paying attention to what he wants from you, and praying and asking before you read your Bible, God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to take away from this? Another way we can hear is by praying, asking God to speak to you in every day, walking to class and saying, God, it's been a really hard day. Speak to me. Like, tell me what I need to do or put it on my heart to love on somebody today. And the third way we can hear is by going to church. I, I know that's not, not going to save you. It's not going to be your salvation, but it is a tool that God uses to help you hear him, to help you hear what he wants from you. And so listening to others who seek out God's word not listening, but really hearing and trying to find ways to apply um, and taking notes. And then he goes into being doers of the word in verse 22. He said, be doers of the word, not just hearing, not just listening. Like, that's all good and great and fine, and you process it. But what if today you heard something that kind of sparked something in you, and you started, like, planning in your head, like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, this person came to my heart. This is something that... I think God really wants me to do. What if instead of sitting here and thinking, that's what God wants me to do, what if you say, I'm going to go do this tomorrow? Put it on your to-do list. Put it as something that you need to do rather than just thinking about it and feeling it. And things that stop us from doing, from doing things, from doing what God asked us to do, from spreading the gospel and teaching people about Jesus, it's emotions, feeling embarrassed, feeling um, scared, not using your time wisely, like I told you, like I was sitting on the guitar playing for 30 minutes every day and I learned, and I learned how to do that. Um, and distractions are a lot of time a part of that. Um, and how can we do? How can we not just hear, but how can we do? Maybe it's working hard, working so hard at school to get all your stuff done, or working hard at the sport that you love, that you're passionate about, so that people come up to you and ask you about the gospel. Maybe it's being bold and stepping out and taking that one friend aside and saying, this is what I believe, this is who I believe in, and I think you should believe in him too because of that relationship, because of that fulfillness and that whole wholeness that he gives me. You should know about who Jesus is. Maybe it's showing somebody kindness on a hard day. Maybe your cashier is checking you out at the grocery store and you're like, oh my goodness, like this person looks like they've been having a really hard day. Maybe it's saying, mom, can I, can I get this candy for the cashier? Like this small little thing, dollar maybe two, and be like, hey, I, I see you're having a hard day. I, I just want to give you this. And just saying, have a blessed day. And that, that's probably not going to bring them to faith. That's probably not going to make them know who Jesus is, but that might be a stepping stone to maybe one day they're going to know about Jesus and they're going to think back to that one person that did that one kind thing to them and said, have a blessed day, and represented Jesus in that way. And maybe it's finally taking those steps to move away from your addiction or your sin. Maybe right now you're sitting here and feeling the guilt and the weight of all your sin and all the hard things that you've gone through, and you're like, I want this gone, but I don't know how. Maybe it's sitting down and saying, I'm going to get this gone by praying. I'm going to get this gone by making a checklist of how to do it. And just preparing your heart and being open to what God has for you. Um... So this weekend, I've been moving. I've been moving to another apartment. I'm not moving states. I'm staying, I promise. Um, 
But when I've been moving, my mom, my mom got me this coffee table for my birthday. I know it's weird. I'm an adult now that I ask for furniture for my birthday. I didn't ask for clothes or anything. I just said, Mom, this is the coffee table I want. She got it for me. It was really nice. She's a great mom. But when I was building it, I was thinking about this lesson. I was thinking about, huh, what, what does this have to be, have to do with seeing and listening and doing? And I thought to myself, huh, like, I, I had to read these instructions. I had to learn about how to make this table and how to make this coffee table and how to make it work. And if I didn't follow these instructions, I'd be sitting here with this coffee table. I didn't put the legs on, I didn't follow in the, any of the instructions. Maybe I'd be reading a magazine, sitting on the couch, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm gonna put on the coffee table. And then maybe, maybe, maybe I was wanting to like drink something. Maybe a cup of water, I'm really thirsty, you know. Where's my bottle? It's over there. But maybe I wanted to drink something. I was like, okay, I'll put this on here. The coasters so that I don't ruin my new table. Or maybe, maybe I just wanted a bowl of cereal, you know? I just want to eat cereal. I, didn't, I read the instructions, it's fine, right? But that's useless. The table, I read the instructions, but the table isn't built. The table isn't doing what it was created for. And so, a lot of times we sit there and we read the instructions, we read the Bible, and we don't do what it says. And what if, what if today you went home from church today and you said, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna do something. Oops. I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna build it. I'm gonna not just read the Bible, but I'm gonna do what it says. I'm not just gonna pray to God, but I'm gonna hear what he has on his heart for me. And so what if you read the instructions, and then you took the tools that God gave you, you took the kindness that he gave you, you took the art that he gave you, if any of you are artists, and you made something of it. What if, Instead of letting all of that stuff go to waste, instead of not using what God gave you, instead of reading the instructions and not building the table and not creating something that can be used, what if instead of that, sorry, you built something? You showed that cashier kindness. You talked to the girl that's always mean to you, that always hurts you, and you said, man, you look nice today. You talked to the guy that beats you up, and you said, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anything I said that hurt you. What if you wanted to look different? What if you wanted to build something? And see, now, if I wanted to read this magazine, the table holds it. I wanted to drink a cup of water. The coaster's on there. This is now useful. Now that I read the instructions and I built it, it can be used for something. And so what if we read the Bible, we use the tools that God gave us, and we create something that he can use to further his kingdom?